you know, I get so fucking amped when I listen to that to that intro. It just gets me ready, gets me focused, gets me ready to go, gets me ready to rock and roll. Pun intended. What's going on, everybody? My name is Matt Massacre. This is Straight to the Core, and you are listening to episode eight. And uh, we got another amazing episode lined up for you. We got a couple bands on this week. The first band we have is called Bloody Sadism. And these guys, I guess technically it's one guy. This is a one-man band. And uh, I have his name pulled up here. His name is Puyan Amadi. And this band, his band, Bloody Sadism, are out of Tehran, Iran. And uh, we're going to play some tracks off their newest album, Eloquent Atrocity, that just was released uh, earlier this month uh, through Bass Record uh, Production out of Spain. So shout out to Bass Record Production out of Spain uh, for making this possible as well as Tapuyan from Bloody Sadism for, for reaching out to me to, to play some tracks. And if you're not familiar with the slamming brutal death metal uh, realm of the metal spectrum, you are in for a treat. Uh, these bands are intense, intense beyond intense. And it's crazy to think that you'll find it's, it's pretty common in the slamming brutal death metal community to where some of these bands are just one-man projects. And like I said, Bloody Sadism is a one-man project and uh so puyanamati so uh thank you so much for reaching out to get some tracks played uh we will be playing uh, a few tracks off their newest album eloquent atrocity that was just released earlier this month via bass record production out of spain so shout out to bass record production for making this possible uh thank you puyanamati for reaching out to play some some killer music from your band bloody sadism i am so excited for you guys to hear this because this is by far probably the heaviest shit you will ever hear on this podcast it is nuts insane and then accompanying them we have the second band of the night and they are called sedarian and these guys are just a straight up metal band just definition heavy definition just in your face fucking neck breaking awesomeness and uh, these guys are from the UK, so this is our what sixth band from the UK, which is insane to me, which is awesome at the same time. But these guys are from Northampton, East Midlands, UK, and we're going to be playing a few tracks off their debut album, Origins. So that came out earlier this year, and uh, so I'm excited for this one. This is going to be great. I'll probably, since there's only two bands, uh, I'll probably play four tracks from each Um seeing that both Bloody Sadism and Sedarian uh, sent me uh, the entire album. Uh, uh, Bloody Sadism sent me all of Eloquent Atrocity, and Sedarian sent me all of their debut album origins. So I'm going to pick my four favorites from each uh, respective album and kind of play them for you guys. So I'm excited for this one, super excited for this one. And I had a few, I had uh, some time at work. I had a little bit of downtime at work, and it kind of got me thinking about uh, the stuff I mentioned last week when it came to Roadrunner United, the All-Star Sessions. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back and listen to last week's episode. I kind of briefly mentioned uh, the beef that that Rob Flynn of Machine Head and Edsel Dope of the band Dope kind of had going on last week. And uh, I mentioned that I discovered Machine Head through Roadrunner United. And it got me thinking, you know, how many bands did I actually get uh, introduced to through Roadrunner United and I actually pulled I actually own it I still own it and it's a part of my collection I actually pulled it out to kind of pull out the liner notes here to uh, to kind of see how many bands because I honestly forgot how many bands are represented um, 
on this album and it's a really really thick uh booklet in the front because there's like a whole the whole purpose of roadrunner united because at the time i believe in what 2004 let me check real quick i think it was 2004 e no wait did i say yeah no 2005 i'm sorry at that time they were celebrating their 25th anniversary as a record label so basically um the owners of roadrunner kind of got together and invited uh any and all musicians past and present that have ever released an album via Roadrunner Records to come together and put together this 18-track masterpiece uh, titled The All-Star Sessions. And uh, basically, all 18 tracks has a different set of musicians playing the songs. So they kind of divvied it up into four captains, quotes in the air. And it was Joey Jordison, who was still with Slipknot at the time, uh, Rob Flynn of Machine Head, Dino from Fear Factory, and uh, Matt Heafy of Trivium. And each one was assigned to write you know, four or five songs, respectively, uh, with different musicians for every song. So every song, you've got a different group of musicians just melting your fucking face off. And it was great. And then I kind of looked in the liner notes, and you, fi- you found out how many different bands, uh, different people, were actually a part of this record. And it's crazy to think. You have uh, uh, Opeth, uh, Malevolent Creation... Uh, uh, vision, vision of disorder, uh, trivium, of course, sepultura, soulfly, deicide, life of agony, uh, fear factory, of course, with Dino, uh, brujeria. I don't think, I don't think divine heresy was a thing yet at that time. Uh, but that's a killer band anyway. Uh, El Nino, Kill Switch, uh, Chimera, Death, uh, sepultura. I mentioned them already though. Um, Devil Driver, Cold Chamber, Cradle of Filth, uh, Slipknot, of course, Three Inches of Blood, The Misfits, Frontline Assembly. Uh, boy, let's see here. I feel like I'm missing a couple. Uh, 36 Crazy Fist, there's another one. Uh, there's a lot of different different musicians from the same bands, but I'm just kind of reading off the different ones. Merciful Fate, King Diamond, forgot he was on there. Typo Negative, I never really got into them. But I have some friends that really, really got into them. Uh, see here, we got uh, more musicians from King Diamond, El Nino. I mentioned Machine Head, of course. Cynic. Uh, there's another one I haven't mentioned yet. Um, there's so many bands: uh, Glassjaw, Gruntruck, which is a very short-lived band. It was kind of unfortunate. Uh, Testament, Obituary. Uh, uh, Stone Sour. There's there's one. Um, typo. I mentioned them already. Suffocation. Uh, Murder Dolls. Spine Shank. Um, Exhorter. Vision of Disorder. Oh boy, there's so many. Uh, it still remains. There's another one. Annihilator. I mean, there's so many different artists on this on this compilation album, and. Uh, I just kind of flipped through it briefly because I couldn't remember. I couldn't find an article online. I don't know why. I just searched, you know, all different bands that were represented on, on Roadrunner United, and I couldn't find an article to save my own life. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go look in the collection and, and pull this fucker out and then just kind of read it live, and that's what I did. And then that also got me thinking, you know, how many different compilation albums? Because back then, you know, in 2005, I was young. I was 14, 15. And back then, you couldn't just, there was no Spotify, there was no, I mean, I think that YouTube was around, but it wasn't, it was in its infancy, kind of. 
So really the only way you're going to hear anything new is watch Headbangers Ball on MTV2. Uh, listen to the Music Choice channel if you had Comcast and uh, or the radio, you know. And uh, or if your friend had a particular album that you wanted to hear, you either borrow it or have him burn it for you, you know. Which I even then I don't think that was considered really legal, but we did it anyway. Everybody did it. I mean, you know, and then, you know, later on Spotify happened. But back then you couldn't just, you know, Google something and be like, hey, let me listen to insert band name here. And then just 10,000 links pop up, you know. So a lot of the different bands that I discovered at a younger age were from compilation discs. And Roadrunner United was definitely one of them. But like thinking like movie soundtracks was a huge one thinking back on it. So like soundtracks like Queen of the Damned. Uh, the MTV uh, Headbangers Ball, they put out three of them, bunch of bands on that. Um, the Scorpion King soundtrack, the first two Resident Evil movies, uh, that was both had a killer soundtrack. Triple X with Vin Diesel, Freddy vs. Jason, uh, just to name a few. Um, the first two Underworld movies, there's another one. Uh, the the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think early two thousand, I think it was like two thousand three. That one came out. There was like bunch of bands on that as well uh so many so many um movie soundtracks but like the mtv headbangers ball compilations definitely definitely got me into some heavy shit the first one came out in i think 2003 and there was bands on there like hate breed deftones man the manson seven dust El nino oh boy mudvayne uh kill switch anthrax i think slayer was on that um, Shadows Fall, Mushroom Head. Uh, I got it pulled up here. I'm kind of reading off a few bands that I discovered from this album. Uh, Lamb of God. They had Ruin was track one on disc two. I remember that vividly. Uh, Chimera, In Flames, Arch Enemy, Devil Driver, Thirty Six Crazy Fists, Cradle of Filth, Demon Hunter, Mastodon, uh, Soil Work, Unearth, As I Lay Dying, Mashuga, Strapping Strapping Young Lad. And uh, back then, I saw Slipknot uh, in 2005 at uh, the local uh, arena in town, and Unearth and As I Lay Dying uh, opened for them. And the only tracks I really had was Forever from As I Lay Dying and then Endless from Unearth because they were on the Headbangers Ball, the very, very first one. They were on the compilation on disc two. And those two tracks were really the only two tracks I knew uh, at the time because, like I said... You know, if you didn't have the media directly in front of you via CDs, or uh, I think that's really that was really the only option because I think at that time vinyl was pretty much non-existent and cassette tapes were pretty much phased out or close to being phased out. So back then, especially for newer bands, the only really way to see them or not see well, I guess the only way to hear it is to see them live, or go out to Sam Goody or Best Buy or something and go out and buy the album. So when I went and saw Slipknot, I was able to hear a hell of a lot more tracks and just Forever and Endless, which I was amazed by. But this compilation, the very, very first one from Headbangers Ball and MTV2, which I really, really hate how this isn't a thing anymore. Um, but then again, I, I can understand why because of stuff like Spotify to where there's so many user-created playlists out there that there's really no need for stuff like this anymore but for nostalgia factor you know thinking back looking on this I, I discovered quite a bit of music just from this one compilation and then the second one 
was just as great. Uh, there was so many. There's a lot of there's a lot of similar bands on this one. I think this one came out a year later. Uh, but like bands like Atreyu, uh, Shadows Fall, Superjoint, Ritual, Kitty, uh, Soulfly, Damage Plan, um, God forbid, Children of Bodom, Bleeding Through, Satyricon, Three Inches of Blood. Black Dahlia Murder, Blood Has Been Shed. Fun fact, Blood Has Been Shed was Howard Jones, formerly a Kill Switch, currently of, well, that was Devil You Know. What are they called now? Light the Torch. Uh, that was his very first band, which is kind of cool. Uh, Deicide, All That Remains, uh, Demi Borgir, Martyr AD, all those bands were on the second compilation, and uh, I own that one. I, don't, I have the first one still. I have the very, very first one. I still own it. I do not know what happened to the second or third one. Because back then, you kind of, well, at least for me, I didn't really care as much about my CDs as I do now. Now I fucking cherish them. But then, you know, they were so easily replaceable uh, back then that I was kind of careless. And I probably let somebody borrow them and never got them back or they got lost in a move or or broken or just lost, period. I don't know what happened to them, but I'm thinking about it now. I might actually, this might be one of the rare occasions to where I actually go online and order them because uh, I'd love to own these again. Um, but, and then the very final one, which came out a little bit later in 2006, so I was already a uh, a fan of, of a majority of these bands by the time this third one came out. But uh, there were still a few bands on this that I discovered uh because of it, like uh, Mastodon, uh, Opeth, Nomergene, Still Remains, Throwdown, uh, High on Fire, Blood Simple, Kingdom of Sorrow, which is Jamie Justice's side project that I didn't really know at the time until I looked into it, um, Haste the Day, Walls of Jericho. Um, that's pretty much it for this one. A lot of these other bands I, I already knew about and was, was, a, was a fan of, so... The third one really didn't open my eyes as much as I thought it did, thinking about it now, but I still love the shit out of it. Just because even then, I mean, 2006, I think like LimeWire and all that nonsense was a thing. I just never really used it because my internet wasn't the greatest as a kid. And so my computer really couldn't handle it. So, and then that, that time, MP3 players started to become popular and starting to kind of hit the mainstream a bit more. I think the iPod was, at that point, first announced and available everywhere. So the CD market kind of uh, started to die down a bit at that time. So, uh, But for me, anyway, I still loved the compilations just because I was able to discover all these bands. And it's just, it, I, I sit back and I wonder, like, how do kids nowadays uh, who are who are delving in the realm of metal how are they discovering the bands that they enjoy? Are they going back and checking out old bands? Like for me, it was like the the Florida death metal scene in the eighties. Uh, all the more sound bands like uh, Morbid Angel, Obituary, Cannibal Corpse, um, Melvin Creation. Oh boy, there's so many. Um, there's so many bands from down there. Boy, I, I, now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of any more. But you know, the death metal movement in the eighties down in Florida. You know, obviously that was before my time. So I wasn't alive to like witness it in real time. But once I just started to discover newer bands, I kind of went back and checked out the older bands, kind of the bands that, in, that inspired the bands that I liked, you know. And 
it kind of I kind of backtracked a bit. So I'm wondering, like, how do kids nowadays, you know, 13, 14, 15 year old kids that are slowly becoming metalheads, how are they discovering their music? You know, because it was a lot harder for my generation to do it, and it was even harder for the generation before mine. But now, you could, you know, flick of a wrist, a kid could just search up any band he wants to, and bam, instantly, right there, right in front of him or her. You know, and it, it for me, I feel like that just kind of ruins the fun of it. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that was the Headbangers Ball, and then I kind of got all these pulled up, just kind of read them off because I'm kind of going back and looking. And the Queen of the Damned, that was one I mentioned. I didn't know until later in life that it was fucking uh, Jonathan Davis that was singing all the songs that the stat was singing. And uh, for this one, it got me into a lot of new metal, to be honest. Like Static X was on here, uh, Disturbed was on here, uh, Deftones, Papa Roach, Marilyn Manson, Orgy. Uh, dry Cell, Earshot, uh, a lot of new metal on this, but I, it's to be expected when you got Jonathan Davis singing all of the songs that were in the movie. But uh, anything, I think he had a small cameo in that. Wasn't he like a uh, like one of those uh, sca- uh, ticket scalper or something in a crowd somewhere? I don't remember. I have to watch it again. It's been a while. Uh, but a lot of the new metal bands that I listened to, I discovered because of this. Like Linkin Park, I was already listening to. Uh, I think Disturbed I was already listening to, um, but all the other bands that, are, that I mentioned, uh, I definitely was uh, first uh, introduced to because of the soundtrack for Queen of the Damned. And then the next one I had up here was The Scorpion King. Now, I mentioned in other episodes, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I loved, loved, loved The Rock as a kid, and this was his very first movie, so I'm like, I gotta get this. I gotta ask Santa. You know, I think I knew Santa the truth about Santa. I don't know if there's any kids listening, so I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I asked for it for Christmas. I asked for both the movie on DVD as well as the soundtrack. And this soundtrack, I literally used to, when I got home from school, for a good chunk of time, I had a stereo in my room, and the Scorpion King soundtrack was one of the first CDs I owned. And, well, I should say my mom bought for me for Christmas. But, uh, I would literally come home from school, I would put the Scorpion King soundtrack on and play GoldenEye 007 on the N64 for hours after school. Eventually I'd do my homework, uh, but I uh, I didn't care. I just loved this whole this whole uh, soundtrack is amazing. Like like Godsmack, Drowning Pool, System of a Down, uh, Flaw, Rob Zombie, Twelve Stones. That's another reason why I wanted it because at the time I was already a huge Rob Zombie fan. And the song Iron Head featuring Ozzy Osbourne off of The Sinister Urge, I believe, was on this soundtrack. And I loved Rob Zombie and I loved Ozzy because of my mom. And I'm like, that was the main reason why I wanted it now that I look at this. And uh, The Mushroom Head, Twelve Stones, Seven Dust, Cold Chamber, uh, they were all on this on this soundtrack. And this is definitely one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. And then the first re- two Resident Evil movies... Uh, had some amazing artists on it as well. A lot of a lot of the a lot of these bands I already knew about, uh, and a lot of these movies came out around the same time, anywhere between two thousand to two two thousand, like two thousand five. So a majority of the way that I was able to listen to all these songs, I already knew about the bands, and the only way I could actually listen to them was by 
the soundtracks because if I bought a soundtrack for a, for a movie that I knew that I was going to really fucking like the music that was on it, it was like, a, you know, a compilation disc. So you could just pop in your CD player and bam, there's your playlist, you know. Your modern day Spotify playlist is just a you know a movie soundtrack, and a lot of movies don't do soundtracks that much anymore. I mean they do, but it's all like original scores. You know what I mean? It's all you know orchestral and stuff, and you don't really see too many uh, soundtracks like that anymore, especially with heavy bands, which is kind of a shame. But for the first Resident Evil movie, of course you had Slipknot's uh, new Abuse mix of My Plague, which was not really my favorite you know but my mom would refuse to buy me Iowa because of people equal shit it had the word shit you know in one of the songs so my mom's like nope you ain't buying that or I'm not buying that you're not getting that you know that's, she thought I was too you know I was too young for it so I'm like fuck I want to listen to goddamn you know songs off Iowa so I found a fucking you know I found a loophole you know I loved Resident Evil the game as a kid when I loved the first movie and I found out that Slipknot's My Plague was going to be on the on the Soundtrack, so I'm like, hey, Ma, can you buy me, you know, can you buy me this instead? She's like, yeah, sure. So at least I got my fix a little bit with my plague, even though it wasn't the IO version. Compromise, you know. And then, like, Marilyn Manson, Cold Chamber, Edema, Fear Factory, Static X, Rammstein, El Nino, Mudvayne. Uh, There's a lot of Manson on this. Uh, But a majority of these songs were kind of cool because they were all remixes. So. It I know the the My Plague mix gets you a little bit of flack, uh, but that's okay, you know. Uh, but that was one of my favorite. And then the second one was even better, in my opinion, the Resident Evil Apocalypse uh, soundtrack. It had uh, Slipknot, Lacuna Coil, Kill Switch, Rammstein, Devil Driver, C- Cradle of Filth, CKY, Deftones, Him, Demon Hunter, Thirty Six Crazy Fists, Rob Zombie, Cold. Um, I think that's it but uh, that's another you know another just came out in 2004 so even then I don't think I had I didn't really get an mp3 player or an iPod till freshman year of high school which was 2005 2006 somewhere in there was my freshman year of high school and uh, so this was 2004 so yeah I definitely didn't have an mp3 player yet I still was carrying around the, the bulky portable fucking Walkmans and shit and uh, so this was another good one that had just jam packed with with metal bands that uh, that I loved, you know. And there was there was just like I said, this was really the only way I could listen to a lot of these songs because unless I had a friend that um, had some albums that could burn for me, or I did enough chores around the house to get my allowance, I had to have my mom go take me to Sam Goody at the mall to to buy a few record to buy a few CDs. I was going to say records, it's not a habit, but I mean, CDs aren't really records. It's debatable, whatever. Um, you know, that was really hard for me to hear a lot of these songs. So this is, I, like I said, I used uh, motion picture soundtracks uh, for a lot of my a lot of my music. And a lot of these I went back and rebought. Like I mentioned, I had the very first MTV2 Headbangers Ball compilation. I still own my Roadrunner United um, album. I have the Queen of the Damned. I have the first Resident Evil. I still own my original copy of the Scorpion King soundtrack, which is crazy to think about how old that is in hindsight. But I still own it. It's still in that collection somewhere, three feet behind me. I don't really have any organizational skills. So the collection's all there, but there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'll put, I'll put like 
the bands together, but it's not in really any particular order, except for I put uh, the same bands and their albums together, but then it could be a smorgasbord of anything, you know, above and below it. Uh, so all those are in there somewhere. I just got to find them. And then uh, there's other movies like Triple X that came out in like 2002. And there was Hatebreed, Mushroom Head, Drowning Pool, Rammstein, uh, Flaw, I think. And there was a lot of, there's a, there's a bit of hip hop on that, a little bit of rap on that too. So that one really wasn't my favorite, you know. But if anybody's seen the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel, that very, one of the very first scenes, Rammstein's in it playing, uh, that firefight or whatever the fryer fry fry fruer free or whatever it's called i can't speak german so my dialect is god awful but uh they they played that song in the movie and i knew that song from, from just being a rammstein fan and but i didn't own the album i don't know if that actually came out on a particular album i don't remember uh but that's one of the first times i heard hate breed uh, i will be heard was on that album on the on the triple x soundtrack so that was the one the first time i heard hate breed which was kind of cool and then uh yeah like i said this probably wasn't my most favorite just because i wasn't a huge fan of hip-hop or rap or anything like that i mean if, if you are that's great i don't really care you know but for me at the time i really wasn't the uh the hugest fan of the genre but uh yeah that was that was another good one um and then there's a couple more i wanted to talk about that uh, just I kind of went down the rabbit hole with this, but uh, the Freddy versus Jason. Now this one is one of my favorites because this one's crazy. This one, this one's like mad. There's like a 20 track. There was there's a lot of songs on the Freddy versus Jason soundtrack, and I absolutely loved that movie as a kid. Freddy versus Jason. It uh, I'd be lying if I said when I first watched it as a you know 12 year old, 13 year old, it fucking scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie to you. And, uh, but I just recently watched that a couple months ago with my girlfriend and, uh, it's not as scary as it seems anymore. So maybe it's cause I've watched it so much, so many times. I'm just fucking immune to it. I honestly don't know. Uh, but like El Nino, Killswitch, Spineshank, Mushroomhead, Hatebreed, Slipknot, Chimera, Seven Dust, Powerman 5000, Murder Dial, Stone Sour. Double Driver, Sepultura, Nothing Face, In Flames, Lamb of God, Typo. I mean, this one is loaded, loaded with just killer bands. And uh, this one was in heavy rotation. I think I swapped one I mentioned about the Scorpion King, the Scorpion King soundtrack. That one, Queen of the Damned, and Freddy vs. Jason. And I think the first Resident Evil soundtrack I had in heavy rotation. And I would literally do nothing but play GoldenEye 007 on the N64 or Star Wars Rogue Squadron on the N64. That's literally all I did after I did my homework. I would pop in, rotate these four soundtracks, and just play fucking Nintendo for until I had to go to bed, you know. And if it was on a Monday, I'd play it until Monday Night Raw came on, and then I, well, technically, it was my bedtime quotes in the air, but I had one of those old, like, 80s hand-crank, hand-dial TVs, it's like a 16-inch tiny little thing, tiny little TV. So what I did was I would take my comforter. I was a smart little shit. I would, I, I would take my comforter and I would drape it over myself and this little fucking TV and turn the volume down on the lowest setting possible. So that way 
because uh, the way that the way the house was designed uh, that we that I grew up in, there there wasn't a door, but I, I the upstairs I lived upstairs. That was my bedroom was, and the upstairs of the house, that's all it was. It was literally just my bedroom. So I think in the design of that house, they they thought that there was no need for a door since literally the only room in the upstairs section of the house was just one bedroom. That was literally it. There was a stairs. It turned a sharp right. There was a small little hallway and then the bedroom. And that was it. And so that's why I think that there wasn't a door on there. But because there wasn't a door, you could see the lights from the TV reflecting off the walls. So if my mom walked by the stairs and saw the lights, she'd know my TV was on and she'd come up and yell at me. So, like I said, what I did was I just took my fucking comforter, draped it over myself and the TV, and watched Monday Night Raw on the lowest volume every Monday, and my mom was none the wiser. And, uh, so, yeah. And then, uh, there's a couple more. Like, they both... Uh, the first two un- uh, Underworld movies were great. The, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in the early 2000s was great. Uh, there's a lot of the same bands... Uh, a lot of these but it was different songs from every band you know like Mushroom Head was on a lot of these um, Shadows Fall was on a few of these Hate Breed was on quite a few of them Static X was on quite a few of them Lamb of God uh, Pantera was on a couple of them um, but there's Slipknot was on quite a few of them actually now that I think about it uh, but there you know so but it was different songs. So like I said, for me, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the means to an end to have entire albums of some of my favorite bands. So these, these soundtracks were kind of my, my way of, of getting a hold of these songs, especially back then. So I really didn't mind that it was a lot of the same bands on all these compilations. That was honestly the best part about it because I was able to actually listen to some of my favorite bands in the early 2000s because of all these soundtracks. And uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I had some downtime last week, and I was I always listen to the newest episodes the Sunday after, because uh, that's when my shift starts. Um, I want my week, I should say. And uh, so yeah, but uh, I've been ranting, raving about compilation albums and, and soundtracks for a good half an hour now. So I think let's get into these couple bands. We got about four tracks from each, and uh, this first band we have is called Bloody Sadism, and they sent me. They sent me their entire uh, new album titled Eloquent Atrocity that was released earlier this month via bass record production out of Spain. And uh, like I said, this this album is intense. It's a one-man band, Bloody Sadism. Uh, his name is Puyan Amati, and uh, he hit me up via Instagram. So shout out to you, my friend, uh, all the way from Iran, uh, which is crazy first time we got a band from the middle east amazing love it uh so like i said this these guys are intense and uh we have their debut album he sent me it via in, uh, email no he sent me a link in instagram i'm sorry and uh, we're gonna play four tracks off of their newest album i keep saying there but it's a one-man band I don't know, it's 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 out of habit, so I apologize for that, Puyan. But uh I think we're gonna play four tracks off of their album Eloquent Atrocity, and then I'm gonna encourage you guys to check out the rest of it. Um it is a ten track album, it's insane. But uh I think the first track we're gonna play today on Straight to the Core 
off of Bloody Sadism's new album, Eloquent Atrocity, uh, that was um, that was released via bass record production out of Spain. Uh, we're going to play the title track, Eloquent Atrocity, from the band Bloody Sadism. So uh, here it is. Let's, let's get it. Good God, that is fucking brutal. 
Oh, I love it. That, ladies and gentlemen, was the title track, Eloquent Atrocity, off of Bloody Sadism's new album, Eloquent Atrocity, that was released everywhere on October 2nd. And uh, the fucking pig squeals, man. You can't go wrong with that. You honestly cannot go wrong with some pig squeals and some just brutality and everything about that track. Man. See, like, I've I've delved in, you know, the, the brutal slamming death metal world, you know, and there's just every band is just so intense. And that's what I love so much about the genre. It's just so in your face and just so it's different, you know, it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. Uh, to metal, you know, and the fact that this is one guy, this is one guy just jamming the fuck out is amazing. Uh, so like I said, that was a title track, titled Eloquent Atrocity. And uh, this next track, I think uh, we're going to play is called it's the next track on the album. So that track you just heard, Eloquent Atrocity, which is the title track, was track two on the album. So the next track we're going to play is called ecstasy and that is track three on uh bloody sadism's new album eloquent atrocity so uh let's check it out this is ecstasy by bloody sadism let's get it
You know, one thing to note with the brutal death metal bands is a lot of the themes is kind of gory. It's kind of vulgar, you know, if you will, you know, and there's other subgenres like porno grind and, 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 and gore grind and, and stuff like that. So a lot of the themes of these bands is pretty, pretty dark, if you will, which is another reason why I love it. Cause it's just so, it's like taking the imagery and the, and, and the, the, the lyrical content of Cannibal Corpse and just cranking it to fucking 12, you know? And, uh, there was a guy named Clay and he was another one man band kind of similar to these guys. And, uh, he was from my area. He's in a, he's a, in a band. I guess it's his band, if you will. He's the only person doing it, but Cemetery Rapist. I don't know if any of you heard of him that are listening. I know for the fans, uh, of him that listen to this podcast, uh, are probably from my area, you know, so I know they have heard of him. Uh, but I think he moved to Arizona or something now. He doesn't live in Illinois anymore. Uh, but he used to play, Cemetery Rapist used to play all the time around here. And uh, I was kind of bummed to, to see him move away, but I really can't blame him. Because uh, there's really not much to do around here, to be honest. Uh, except go to local shows and, and jam the fuck out. But uh, not that that's a bad thing. Um, but yeah. So that's one thing. If you're not familiar with the brutal death metal community the slamming brutal death metal community, the porno grind community. There's a lot of dark content in, in the imagery in the lyrics, especially, uh, which is, which is great. And, uh, that song you just heard is track three off of buddy sadism's newest album, eloquent atrocity. That track was called ecstasy and, uh, Jesus intensity. Once again, I mean, just brutality. There's no other way to slice it. And, uh, fuck man, that's great shit. That's, that's good, good shit. And, uh, I've discovered a lot of bands off of bass record production ever since, uh, Puyan, uh, hit me up via Instagram on the Bloody Statism account. Uh, I looked into bass record productions, um, artists, and there's a lot of great bands that these guys represent, and they're out of Spain. Uh, so, Bloody Statism is out of Iran. And bass record production, where the album, the tracks off the album you're listening to today, is being released through bass record production out of Spain, which is kind of cool. Uh, so we're going to play a couple more tracks out of these guys. Um, I think the next track we're going to play is track six, Sadomasochism. And this one's another intense, just brutal, brutal track. I love it. Let's check it out. This is sadomasochism. Bye. Bloody sadism. Let's check it out. <laughs> Say, me, 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 me
it fucking blows my mind that's one dude. That's one guy that does everything for bloody sadism. One guy. So shout out to you, Puyanamati, the sole member of bloody sadism, does everything for the band. I mean everything. You got a lot of talent, my friend. A lot of talent. And uh, so props to you for that. That's that intense. Uh, That track you just heard was titled Sadomasochism off of um, Bloody Sadism's newest album, Eloquent Atrocity, which was released everywhere on October 2nd. And that track was track six off the album. It is a 10-track album, um, so I highly encourage you to go check out the other uh, six tracks that you didn't get to hear. Uh, The whole album is as brutal as you think it's going to be. It is in your face. It is, it's intense. It's, I love it. But then again, I love the genres. I love these genres. I love, I love slam. I love brutal death metal. I love slamming brutal death metal. I love porno grind. I love gore grind. It's definitely a, a hidden genre that doesn't get enough, enough attention, which is why I'm so happy to be able to showcase a brutal death metal band on this podcast in bloody sadism. Uh, and I hope to have more. I really do. Because, like I said, the, this genre does not get enough credit. This genre does not get enough attention. And, uh, you know, the imagery and the and, and everything else uh, can be pretty intense. Uh, so, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, see past that. You guys, I mean, if, if you're... If you're a label or if you're somebody that, that that's interested in listening to the to, to some heavy fucking shit, check out check out these genres like the slam genre, the brutal slamming death metal genres, the gore grind, like I said, porno grind, all that. Check it out, check it out. Uh, it's you will not regret it. Uh, but we got one more track to play, one more from these guys, and uh, I think the next track we're gonna play here on Straight to the Core. It's going to be track nine off of Eloquent Atrocity. This track is titled Lucid Dream. Uh, So let's get right into it. Let's check it out.
And there you have it. That was the track Lucid Dream by the band Bloody Sadism off their newest album, Eloquent Atrocity, and that is track nine on the album. And my favorite thing about that is just the change of pace that is involved in that in that song. Uh, the, the the middle section there and then the, the outro to the whole song. Uh, the very the cool acoustic sections. At least I think that was an acoustic guitar. Um, but that whole section is is you don't hear that very often in in this genre of metal. And I thought that was a really cool change of pace. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but the whole album Eloquent Atrocity by um, Bloody Sadism is amazing. It's it's ten out of ten. If I had to rate it, I'd give it a ten out of ten. Uh, all 10 tracks not a the whole album front to back amazing album slaps you in the face brutality to the max it's they let you know if you didn't know what brutal death metal was now you do and that's what uh, buddy citizen brings to the table with this album and uh, i can't thank them enough i can't thank puyana mati uh the sole member of buddy sadism for reaching out to me and I cannot thank Bass Record Production out of Spain um, who uh, released this album to the masses uh, on October 2nd. They are great as well. So thank you so much to Bass Record Production out of Spain. And thank you again to Puyanamati from Bloody Sadism out of Iran, which is crazy. First band from the Middle East on Straight to the Core. That is awesome. Uh, we got some social media links for both Bloody Sadism and for Bass Record Production. Uh, both Bass Record Production and uh, Bloody Sadism both have their own uh, Bandcamp pages. And uh, for Bloody Sadism, their Bandcamp is bloodysadism.bandcamp.com. And on there, you can find a single for Eloquent Atrocity and Lucid Dream, both tracks you heard right here on Straight to the Core. Uh, the first song you heard was Eloquent Atrocity. And the last song you heard was Lucid Dream, and both of those songs can both be found on their Bandcamp, which is kind of cool. Uh, the full album can be found on Bass Record Productions Bandcamp at BassRecordProduction.Bandcamp.com. And on there, you can find all of the releases, all of the bands, all of the artists that are represented by Bass Record Production out of Spain. Uh, so please go check that out, or feel free to visit their website at BassRecordProduction.com. Uh, check them out on Facebook as well at facebook.com forward slash base record production. Or if you're interested in getting a hold of them, contacting them, uh, please send them an email at info at baserecordproduction.com. As for Buddy Sadism, they, or he, I should say, has a Facebook page, of course. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bloody sadism. I did mention their Facebook, or their Bandcamp, I'm sorry. Uh, they're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash bloody sadism. They have a YouTube page uh, where on there you can find the official premiere video for Lucid Dream, the last song you just heard. Um, and they have a couple of pro, uh, promo videos up on their YouTube. And uh, so check that out. Make sure you subscribe, give the, give the videos a thumbs up, and leave some comments to let bloody sadism know that Straight to the Core sent you. They are also on Reverb Nation. Uh, so go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Bloody Sadism, and you can find a couple tracks on there. And on SoundCloud, 
You can find them at soundcloud.com forward slash bloody hyphen sadism hyphen band. And on there, you can find Lucid Dream and Eloquent Atrocity, uh, both songs you did here today on Straight to the Core. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's more stuff for... I had the record label, bass record production. There it is. Double checking to make sure there's not... I'm not missing anything from these guys. Um, I'm not seeing anything. Okay. So, definitely... Give Bloody Sadism a like on Facebook. Give them a follow on Instagram. Give them give them a subscribe on YouTube. Give them a, become a fan on Reverb Nation. Follow them on SoundCloud. Uh, if you want to listen to the entire album Eloquent Atrocity, it can be found only on BaseRecordProduction.Bandcamp.com as of right now. Uh, so please go check that out. It is available to listen to there, or it is available for sale digitally for five euros uh i think the exchange rate between euros to dollars is i think the euro i think it's like 80 or 90 cents to the euro american uh so that's probably a little over six bucks maybe close to seven bucks american if you're interested in purchasing the album please do so it can be found at baserecordproduction.bandcamp.com and be sure to check out all the other artists under the base record production banner um, they have a link to more releases, so feel free to check that out. Thank you again to uh, to Bass Record Production for making this entire thing possible, uh, allowing me to play some tracks for Bloody Sadism. Um, thank you to Bloody Sadism, and thank you to Puyana Mati uh, for reaching out. I can't thank you enough. From Tehran, Iran, uh, first band from the Middle East. Nuts. Um, it's crazy. So uh, I love the album. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on Straight to the Core. Uh, sp- I spoke about interviews earlier in the episode, so I hope to get you guys, or get you, Puyan, I should say, back on this podcast, get some interview action going with you. I'd love to rattle your brain a bit about what it takes to, to make an entire band just one person. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So I will be contacting you very, very soon. So thank you so much again. Uh, the next band we have is called Sedarian. And these guys are just a straight-up fucking metal band. These guys are great. They're in-your-face. They're heavy. Um, And these guys also hit me up via Instagram, and uh, they sent me their entire debut album, Origins, via email. And I'm going to pull that email up real quick, give you a little bit of history on these guys. Um, So... Oh, wait, where'd it go? There it is. Okay, sorry. Fucking multitasking again. I do this every week. Every week I do this, and I say I shouldn't, but here I am, kicking myself in the mouth again. <laughs> okay, I got it. So, Sedarian. These guys are a five-piece metal band out of Northampton, West Midlands, UK. And um, these guys have a bunch of different feels to them there's there's infectious grooves the vocals are fucking in your face uh it's they're, they're unique they have flavors from many different subgenres, and and that's why i said there's just a straight fucking metal band and um so i got a little bit of info on these guys real quick let me pull it up real quick um they just released their debut album origins on june 21st of this year 
Um, they got multiple offers from different record labels, but they decided to opt out to release independently in both a physical format and across all digital platforms, uh, which is really commendable for that. I mean, not, not a lot of bands would, would do that. So that's, that's props to you guys, props to you guys for sure. Um, but they sent me a press pack and I'm going to kind of read it, read it out here for you guys. So paying no heed to musical trends or fads and favoring authentic aggression, massive riffs and thought provoking lyrics welded to the relentless signature groove. The nine track album is a culmination of years of hard work and time spent refining their sound. Uh, Sedarian entered initiate audio and media studios in late 2018 with a legendary Neil Hudson who worked with Chrisla, Chrisla? and Gutworm at the helm to lay down an album that delivers on their promise of making everything as heavy, fast, harsh, heavy, fast, and harsh as possible without compromising on the need for memorable, memorable songs. That's fucking, you did it guys. That's the album's great from the blistering straight up thrash metal of the title track to the calculated bludgeon of the supplicant, which is a track on the album. And the electric whirlwind that is Voices, which is another track on the album. Origins is an album that dips in and out of metal's more extreme subgenres at will, seamlessly mixing a blend of razor sharp riffery and caustic vocals with percussive battery and thumping low end. Completely agree. You fucking nailed it, guys. That shit. This album Origins, I'm telling you guys, you're gonna hear we're gonna play four tracks off this album. And I'm gonna pick four of my favorites. Uh, I haven't had very much time to listen to this because I got a hold of these guys a couple days ago. Uh, normally, I have like a few, a few more days. Like I usually have a week to listen to to, to bands that are going to be on the podcast, so I can get a good familiarity with their sound to get a good, good opinion and something to talk about, you know. But with these guys, I kind of had to cram it all in real quick, which I'm not complaining because I've literally listened to their album Origins front to back three or four times now. And just like they say in the press kit here, there's really no, you can't fit them into one genre. You just can't. They're so fucking intense. You just, you can't. They, they, they offer so many different variables uh, in their sound that you can't just pigeonhole, which I find really, really cool. And uh, let me pull, there's more stuff on here. Um, so they have other releases prior to Origins. So their former singles, Oleum and Lizard Method Statement, uh, they have been re-recorded for the album and uh, they have the original music video on YouTube and a lyric video on YouTube as well. Uh, the band, we have Dave Pope on vocals, James Upton on guitar, James Evans on guitar, John Booth on drums, and Chris Cox, Chris Cox on bass. And uh, they announced their album Origins uh, last April, early last April. And it released on June 21st, like I mentioned, 2019 of this year. And uh, it's a nine-track album. The artwork is great. If you haven't checked it out yet, I did post it up on the Straight to the Core Facebook page where you can find both Sedarian and um, you can find them and uh, Bloody Sadism. They're both, they're, both, uh, they're both tagged in the post like I do every week. So it's going to be a trend that's going to continue between now and forever to where whatever bands are on straight to the core, they will be tagged in a post the day before an episode airs. So if you're having troubles finding them, uh, please check out the straight to the core Facebook page 
and uh, both all, any and all bands that are on episodes will be linked and tagged and everything else. So you can have easy access to check them out, throw them a like yourself, and find all the other links to all the various social media platforms that these bands have available. Um, so there's a few album reviews that they put in this in this uh, in this press kit here, and uh, I agree with all of them. Uh, I'm gonna play these tracks, then I'm gonna give my own my own review, and then uh, then we'll kind of read these read these other ones later on, kind of see if they match, you know. Uh, they do have multiple interviews. Um, they have one with Gig Ra- Gig Radar, um, GBHBL. I'm not sure what that is. There's a link here. I'm gonna have to click this later. Uh, they have a bunch of different interviews and I do plan on having these guys on as a future interview they did ask me in Instagram if or they said they're willing to do interviews as well so I'm like all right cool let's let's do this so like I said in the beginning of the episode I'm gonna run some trial runs on the interviews and I will for sure be doing that very very soon very very soon so stay tuned for Sidarian to be on and um, yeah I'm excited uh, on June seventh of this year, Sedarian released a video and a single for the Supplicant, taken off the album. Uh, the video was released exclusively to, on Moshville Times, and then it was later released publicly on Facebook and YouTube. And there's a link to the music video. I'll be sure to tell you about that later. I think the Supplicant is one of the songs we're going to play uh, this week on Straight to the Core. As a matter of fact, I think that's going to be the first song I play. Is titled the Supplicant. And, uh, so yeah, I think we're going to get right into that. Um, not, let me pull it up on Spotify real quick uh, to see what track type or what track on the album this is. And, um, yeah, the, the, the entire album is available on Spotify right now. If you wanted to check it out, like I said, it's a 10 or nine or nine track album. I apologize. And the supplicant is track three on their debut album origins. So let's check it out. Right now, this is The Supplicant by Sedarian. Let's get it.
See what I'm saying? Complete mix of styles, and it's so good how they just blend it all together. I mean, I sensed a bit of thrash elements in there, a bit of hardcore elements in there, a bit of speed metal elements in there. Just, I mean, so much going on, and I love it because it's so just metal, you know? And that's the best part about it. It's the best part of Sidarian because the entire album Origins is exactly like that. And you're going to hear three more tracks from that album right here on Straight to the Core. And that album, or that album, <laughs> that album's Origins, uh, the track you just heard, that track was called The Supplicant off the album Origins from the band Sidarian. And these guys have a YouTube page. And they have the music video for the Sidar- or the Supplicant, sorry, the band Sidarian. <laughs> Brain fart. No, uh, on their YouTube page, they have the music video for the Supplicant, the song you just heard. It's a great music video, really great quality, uh, really, really great cinema, uh, was it cinematography? Cin- Is that the word? I don't know. I, uh, I can't brain good today, apparently. <laughs> uh, but this album origins man it's just 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 a fucking sonic assault on the eardrums it's so intense i I mean i've been using that word a lot today but fuck it's the truth like i can't there's no other way to describe it uh but we got three more tracks we're gonna play the next one i think we're gonna play is the first track off the album origins called geneva and uh just prepare yourselves this is another good one uh this is the first track off the album origins called geneva so let's get right into it check it out
that song is just fucking nutty. That's Jesus, man. Like, there's black metal vibe, total black metal vibe in the beginning, total black metal vibe. You got a bit of groove in there in the middle, ended on a black metal note, thrash elements all around, speed metal all around, fucking insanity. Oh man, that was Jesus, so good. That was the title or the first track off Sedarian's debut album Origins titled Geneva. And what a first track. That's probably one of the best opening tracks you could have for an album. Hands down. Hands down. It starts you off, gives you a feel for what you're going to expect for the rest of the the eight more tracks you're about to listen to. And uh, just wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man. Fucking Jesus. I uh, I can't get enough of these guys. It's so The whole album's great. I uh, Like I said, I've had very little time to listen to it, so I've crammed it in like six or seven times over the past three or four days and uh it it i yeah it's i highly 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 recommend you go to spotify or itunes right now and search up sedarian uh, i will have some links available later on in the episode but uh, right now let's just crank out another tune uh we'll do uh i think we'll do lizard method statement this is one of the tracks that they had re-recorded for the album origins and it is a fucking banger uh, so without further ado, this track is titled Lizard Method Statement off of the debut album Origins from Sedarian. Let's check it out.
There is so much fucking groove in that track that, man, like you ever, you ever listen to a song and as you're listening to it, you can like visualize like a mosh pit in your head and you can just like see like a fucking three mile long circle pit. That's what I fucking saw when I listened to that song. Like there's so much groove and just the raw, the vocals in that is just so, man, it's just so, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's so... Just aggressive, very aggressive, and that's I love it. I love the variety that uh, that Sedarian has in every single track. Every single track has a different flavor to it, and that's the best part about this band. That's the best part about Origins is that in that track you had some like old school death metal vibes, you know, and then some groove metal in there, and then some like hardcore vibes again, and just the harshness of the vocals, and it's just all over, all around the entire. Uh, album origins is very very unique and very very innovative if i have to if i if i can be honest it's very very innovative uh what these guys are doing it's it's adding so many different flavors and making it all you know come together you know and it uh, it's great uh highly highly recommend like i said before check out this entire album you will not not be uh disappointed um that track you just heard is track seven on the album Origins. That track was called Lizard Method Statement. And uh, we got one more track. I think we're going to play 
on straight to the core today from the band Sedarian. I think, oh man, there's so many good albums, or so many good albums, so many good tracks on this album. Uh, I'm so excited about this thing, I can't fucking say my words right. Uh, I think we're going to play Voices. This is this is track five on Origins, and uh, this is, just, just, just wait. You're gonna hear it in about three seconds. This is this is uh this is voices off of Origins by Sedarian. Let's get it.
just another flavor to add to the melting pot that is Sedarian. That was the track Voices off their debut album, Origins, that was released earlier this year. Man, what a fucking... That song, is, it's it's got thrash elements, it's got um, melodic death metal elements, that whole slow middle section there, just another flavor. Like I said, it's like Dr. Pepper, man, 23 flavors of metal. You got Sedarian. Shit. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, please, please go uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, anywhere and everywhere you get your music. I can guarantee you Sedarian will be available. Uh, so please, if you're on Spotify, go check it out and check out the other five tracks that you did not get to hear on Straight to the Core. Straight to the Core. Straight to the Core. <laughs> Straight to the Core. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, this album, if I have to give it a 1 out of 10 rating, I'd give it a 10. Uh, these guys... These guys offer a very innovative attack on the eardrums. Uh, death metal vibes, black metal vibes, hardcore vibes, melodic death metal vibes, melody. Everything you can ask for in a metal band. Sedarian somehow melds it into one solid song, one solid album, one solid band. Uh, so thank you so much, Sedarian, uh, for being reaching out. And being on this pod, uh, podcast, thank you to Dave, both James Upton, James Evans, John Booth, and Chris Cox, respectively. Uh, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for uh, being heavy. You guys are definitely uh, one of the most unique bands that we have had on Straight to the Core. And um, just innovation at its finest. So thank you so much. Um, these guys do have some social media i'm gonna get into that here with you and uh to give you an idea of what these guys are all on they have a smorgasbord uh they're on soundcloud at soundcloud.com forward slash sedarian that is s-i-d-e-r-i-a-n and you can find uh, a bunch of singles that they've released in the past that are all great the, the, the origins is amazing but these guys are uh, great I mean I, there's no since they're so just unique you can't really just just like you can't fit them into one genre of metal you can't really find one perfect word to describe Sedarian except for just fucking ferocity you know and uh, all the other tracks that they have available on SoundCloud meet that standard to a T they do have the original I believe it's the original editions of Lizard Method Statement and Oleum, we didn't get to play Oleum today, but that was one of the tracks, uh, along with Lizard Method Statement, that the band re-recorded and re-released with Origins. So, if you want to check out the original version, they are available on SoundCloud. And Oleum, blast that, crank it to 11, killer tune, killer tune. Um, let's see, that's what we have here, SoundCloud, okay. So... We have their own website. Uh, go to sedarianband.com. We're on there. You can find a bit of history on the band, some bios, uh, where you can find all their music. Uh, they're on, like I said, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Bandcamp, Google Play, Amazon Music. Uh, but they have the entire um, Origins album. They have the Lizard Method Statement EP. 
which is uh, the Lizard Method statement track and a bunch of live tracks uh, that they that they have on that EP, and then a few singles and another EP, Cancel Your Future EP. I don't think I had time to listen to that one yet, but I will as soon as I'm done recording this because these guys are amazing. Um, got a bunch of music on their website. They got uh, links to um, like photographs and videos and stuff. They have a gallery on their website, and I think it's a link to their Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. And then the video is is all the YouTube videos that I mentioned. So they have the official music video for The Supplicant available on their website. They have the f- official music video for Oleum on their website, as well as the Lizard Method Statement and a, uh, was it a teaser for Reduced Isle. I haven't watched that one yet, so I'm not sure what that is. But uh, check it out anyway. Why not, right? Uh, so if you do check them out on YouTube, um, just go to YouTube and search up Sedarian or go to their website, sedarianband.com and click on the video tab. And um, all the videos that I just mentioned are, are directly implanted into the website. So if you like the videos, make sure you go back on YouTube, subscribe to Sedarian, give these videos a thumbs up, and leave a com- uh, leave a comment uh, saying that straight to the core sent you. And they also have a store. Now, I did learn this as I was listening to that last song. That they have they have a beanie for sale. They have the Origin CD, a physical copy, a t-shirt, and uh, a t-shirt CD bundle uh, combo thing. And I've learned that the Big Cartel site doesn't ship to the States. But that's okay. Hit up Sedarian on social media. I'm sure they can uh, hook you up uh, with if you're interested in getting a t-shirt or a physical copy of Origin's. Uh, Sedarian will uh, hook you up. So uh, if you're in the UK, I mean, hey, check them out anyway. You can definitely get some merch from these guys. But if you're stateside, uh, unfortunately, the big cartel site says, I tried, trust me. Um, It says, I was just curious how much shipping would be because I don't think I've ever really ordered anything from the UK. So I don't know how much shipping would be on something like that. So I was curious. And then it it said that it, it wasn't able to be shipped to the States. So I sent the guys in Sedarian a message and they, they're gonna they're gonna uh, check the Royal Mail and see how much shipping is for something like that. So if you are interested in getting anything, they got a beanie, a t shirt, or the physical album on C D, um hit them up on social media. So there's that. They have a Twitter, uh twitter.com forward slash Sedarian UK. Uh Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash Sedarian UK. They got a Bandcamp page where they have the album Origins available right now for digital download for seven pounds. And I think American, that'd probably be close to nine dollars if I remember right, maybe closer to ten. Depends uh, how I'm kind of rusty on the old uh, conversion chart, if you will. Uh, but go to Sedarian.bandcamp.com to check it out. Uh, the entire album is up as well as all of the previously mentioned EPs and singles. Uh, they are on, that's the big cartel site, they're on Deezer, Deezer.com. Uh, so for that, there's links to all these on their uh, website as well. So if you're interested in checking that out, uh, go to the website. All the links for all these are available. Um, so a big shout out to Sedarian for being on the episode this week. Like I said, Killer Band, amazing album. I uh, 
can't thank them enough. Uh, cheers from Illinois. US of A, these guys are hailing all the way from Northampton, West Midlands, UK. It's the fifth band from the UK on this podcast. Crazy. Crazy to think about. Truly humbling. Uh, thank you to all the new fans that I've made from the UK, courtesy of all the bands from the UK that have been showcased on this podcast. Uh, thank you for all the support, and thank you for, for checking out this podcast every week. Um, thank you again to um, Bloody Sadism for being on this podcast. Thank you to uh, Puyanamati for reaching out and being so understanding and not really understanding but thank you for being just open to everything uh bloody sadism is hailing all the way from tehran iran and so like i said first band from the middle east that's bonkers so shout out to puyana mati and make sure you check out bloody sadism on facebook and all the other social media that i plugged earlier in the episode uh really cool dude really great musician one man band making that shit nasty with the the brutal death metal style and uh great guy uh so thank you again to him and bloody sadism also thank you to bass record production for allowing me to play tracks off of their new album eloquent atrocity so be sure to check out bass record production on facebook at facebook.com forward slash bass record production and make sure you check out the Bandcamp page for bass record production to hear the entire eloquent atrocity album by bloody sadism at bass record production dot bandcamp dot com and on there you can also find many many other brutal death metal bands that are underneath the bass record production banner out of spain so bloody sadism is out of iran and bass record production is out of Spain, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Thank you so much. I literally could not do this podcast without without you guys or any other any of the other bands that have been on this podcast uh, in previous episodes. If you have yet to check out any of the previous episodes, please do. Got some killer tunes from amazing bands from all around the metal spectrum. Uh, we do not discriminate here on uh, Straight to the Core. Um, so if you are in a band and you have been introduced to this podcast from a friend or a fellow musician or what have you, and you are interested in being on this podcast, p uh, excuse me, please feel free to send me an email at straight to core with the number two straight to core at gmail.com or feel free to DM me directly on any social media. You can DM me directly at facebook.com forward slash straight to the core pod. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both at Instagram and Twitter.com forward slash StraightCorePod or at StraightCorePod, either or. And I will find time to listen to your tunes. And um, so, like I mentioned in every episode, I work uh, 12 hours a day, uh, three days a week. So I got a lot of time to kill. And uh, if you send me your music, I promise you I will listen to it. I, uh, every band that has ever sent me music has, it's been listened to, I promise you. Um, so please don't, don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to have you on this podcast. Um, and, uh, just thank you for everything, for all the support, for all the supporters. And, uh, one thing I kind of want to talk about, I mentioned it last week, the, the, the unfortunate circumstances that come when, uh, local venues close. Well, 
last week there was a benefit for a a man who had cancer and um I donated a few bucks to the cause. I met the man. He was a really cool dude. And I wish him nothing but the best. His name is Timothy Bourbon. And, um, I, 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 yeah, I wish him the best. And there's a benefit for him at an old venue called LT's that was in town. And, uh, that venue closed 10 years ago. And it was bought out by, uh, somebody else. And it was a, it was a privately owned, it became privately owned. So it, the 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 building still stood, but it had a different name, and it became privately owned. Well, the benefit for Timothy Bourbon was held at the old LTS building, and I literally never thought I would ever be able to step foot in this building again uh, for the last ten years. And my good friend Mikey Hodge, who is the guy who uh, wrote the intro and outro to this podcast, he is in a acoustic rock band now, which they're killer. They're fucking amazing. Uh, whenever they get a single written, uh, I'm going to see if they'll let me play it on the podcast. You guys can hear it. Um, but they played that benefit. And of course I went to go support my friends and support Timothy Bourbon. And, uh, I pulled up to LT's and it's like, I never left. It was the craziest deja vu moment I think I've ever experienced. I pulled up into the parking lot like I did in 2009 and it's like I never left the place, but they did a, they did a bit of remodeling on the interior. So it, the minute I walked in the door, I felt like I was, you know, 17 again, 18 again and, uh, paid my five bucks. I mean, I, I donated five bucks and I, I, I put a, I, uh, put a few, uh, uh, a few extra bucks in there for him. And, um, for, for Timothy Bourbon and I walked in and they put up walls where walls didn't exist before and there was a few other minor differences when the interior of the building the outside looks exactly the fucking same and the minute I walked in that door I was just like immediately taken back to 2009 like I was a fucking teenager again and it blew my mind just it I kind of had to stand there for a second because all the memories I have are the memories that I envisioned LTs being and now that's this privately owned uh, building it was completely changed and it, it so I mean that just goes to show you that even if venues close they can reopen to something else and maybe one day you'll be able to go back to it and like I said I never thought I'd be able to go back to LT's again and it was it was a weird experience I mean of course I was there to support my friends and local bands in the area some local metal bands in the area and um, it was really cool it was really cool to step foot in that building again. There was a lot of memories in that building. And the guy, his name's Timothy Edwards, and he runs a, a local, uh, well, he he's a part, he works for the local radio station. And every Sunday, uh, he plays a, an hour-long block of local music on the local rock station. And uh, he used to host, he used to book all the shows for LTs. And it was uh, called the Revolution Rock Nights every Friday night at LTs. And he was there uh, last weekend, and I, you know, I shook his hand. You know, really, really good, really good friend of mine, really good guy, and I love Timothy Edwards. So if you listen to this, Tim, Timothy, Timothy Edwards, the Rev, whatever you want to be called, <laughs> uh, big shout out to you. I love you, man. Um, but I shook his hand, and uh, I'm like, a lot of memories in this place, bro. And he's just like taking it all in. He's like, yeah, dude, it's crazy, and uh, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, just to kind of piggyback on how I ended the show last week, it. Like I said, it sucks when venues close, but you never know. You might be able to step foot back in that building one more time, you know, and it was it was great. Now, for the Rockbox, that was the other one I mentioned. That's probably never going to happen. I think the 
where the building still stands where it was at. I was in this little, literally this hole in the wall venue in downtown and a uh, little 200 cap room. There was no bar in, it, bar in it. There was no food. It was literally just a venue, just a venue for kids, you know, well, teenagers uh, to fucking jam the fuck out and listen to metal. And um, I think it's like a photo studio or a, a painting shop or something. It's something way different now. So there's a slim chance in hell that um, that'll ever be possible to step foot in there. So, I mean, it's a small win. It's a small victory, if you will. And it just goes to show that even if a venue closes, um, something else will, something else will pop up. And, uh, yeah. So, with that being said, I think I'm going to end it here. This has been a great episode. We are closing in on a little over an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, actually, probably more than that. I don't even know where we're at right now. Let me look at the time signature here. Well, probably close to a minute or a minute. Ha! Huh? An hour and 50 minutes. So, um... Yeah, shout out again to Buddy Sadism and uh, Sedarian for being on today's episode. Please go give those guys some love on social media. And if you do check them out, make sure you tell them that Straight to the Course sent you. Uh, much love from me. Thank you all so much for all the support. This has been a great episode. I've had a lot of fun putting this one together. And uh, stay tuned for future interviews, potential interviews. I do have some some uh, some wrinkles to iron out, if you will. So definitely stay tuned for that. I know I'm going to get probably get both of these bands that have been on today back on on a future date to do some actual interviews to get to know these guys a bit better. And uh, it'll be really cool to do that. So stay tuned for that. Really excited. Really, really excited as well as future interviews from future bands you may or may not have heard of. Uh, so stay tuned every Friday for new episodes of Straight to the Core. Uh, like I said, I am debating on doing maybe two episodes a week we'll see we'll see um it's that's gonna definitely be a huge uh additional um uh what's the word i'm looking for here wow brain fart additional uh stress not really stress not that this if anything this podcast causes me the least stress that's the wrong word to use um additional um responsibility there it is um so We'll see. I really want to do two episodes a week because I have so much stuff I want to talk about and so much content I want to express that I feel like it's too much to put in one episode. Like I'm, like I said, I'm almost this this episode is going to be a little under two hours. Last week's episode was a little under two hours, and I think for the last two or three episodes have been over an hour and forty minutes. So I don't want to make each episode too long. So I think it'd be better if I just split it off into two or do something with it i got a lot of ideas so stay tuned on the social media for that uh, i do plan on getting some stickers made here soon i just gotta click the goddamn order button i don't know why i don't do it um so if you're interested in some stickers stay tuned for that on the social media if you're uh, out of state or even out of this country if you're overseas i will be happy to mail you some uh so if you're interested in that let me know and i'll be sure to order some right away uh, so uh, thanks so much for everything yet again my name is Matt Massacre stay heavy, stay hard stay metal, stay brutal just keep doing you keep doing you, don't let, don't let anybody tell you otherwise you know uh, but thank you again for everything my name is Matt Massacre this has been episode 8 of Straight to the Core y'all stay safe, Good night. <laughs>